New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Hello again, dear ones. Dr. Robert with you here on a Friday night. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone, and that means it is time for the good news here on New Thought Media Network. Big thanks and shout out to Reverend Barbara Jean, who covered over this desk last Friday evening, and she'll be back with you again next Friday evening. And that means that this Friday evening, you get my collection of stories, the things that I found uh, that remind me we really are creating a world that works for all life. Grateful that you are with us. You know, many of you know that we get a lot of our stories over at thegoodnewsnetwork.org. We encourage you to drop by their website, give them some love and attention that they so richly deserve for uh, collating many of these stories. First up tonight, you all know how much I love talking about alternative energy and wind energy specifically. Here's a new, uh, a new round of funding. Bill Gates's Breakthrough Energy Ventures is behind all of it. They've ponied up $4 million uh, for a company called Heirloom Energy. Now, Heirloom Energy was started in 2020 in Wyoming. And uh, what you're looking at behind those gentlemen is uh, it's not quite a circle. It goes a little bit deeper. And so it's a little bit more of an oval and it powers and it's wind power. Now, standard wind power turbines can approach heights of up to eight, uh, 500 feet. And uh, <clears throat> with up to 150 foot blades rotating on 300 foot towers as well. Um, in contrast, the typical heirloom utilizes the same physics, but runs 30 foot blades along a lightweight track that's only 80 feet high. The future systems, uh, now they are currently testing and utilizing a 50 kilowatt uh, device. However, they say that the scale of this uh, they could go uh, up to 1,300 feet long and produce hundreds of megawatts for utility-scale wind farms. The cost and environmental advantages extend over the heirloom's entire life cycle, said his company's press release. <clears throat> it re uses readily re sourced materials to ensure rapid manufacturing, and uh, everything is recyclable as well, all the, pro all the pieces of the puzzle. Good work happening in the wind turbine world. 
Gotta love these stories, folks. And I've got a great selection this evening because we're going to bounce around on a few different topics. And this one really caught my eye. Uh, this is Mark. He's from Bordeaux, uh, France, and he's 63. 20 years ago, he was uh, diagnosed with an advanced state with Parkinson's disease. He suffers from advanced stage Parkinson's now. Uh, we had spoken about another study that is aligned with this one recently on this program from the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology and the Lausanne uh, University Hospital. Uh, that also did some work on mobility. Now this, uh, for Mark, he was unable to walk and is now walking on his own. Now, uh, oftentimes when they, uh, they say when they mark, uh, they, what Mark is experiencing is a stepping stone to ma more major breakthroughs. He himself said, I practically could not walk anymore without falling frequently several times a day. In some situations, such as entering a lift, I'd trample on the spot as though I was frozen there. Mark told, also said, right now I'm not even afraid of the stairs anymore. Every Sunday I go to the lake and I walk around six kilometers. It's incredible. Now, scientists made a map of Mark's spinal cord. We're able to identify the locations. Uh, what science is doing these days? Oh my gosh, folks. <clears throat> this is amazing stuff. Please head over to, to the Good News Network and check out what their uh, uh, the full story there as well. All right, here's another one. <clears throat> I just talked about this in, excuse me, got a little frog in my throat. We just discussed this on a couple of other shows. Um, when it when all is said and done, folks, it's all going to come down to the water. And who has fresh water, clean water? Well, a new Canadian startup is uh, proving successful with a unique desalinization program. What you're looking at here is actually an ocean bully, buoy. Uh, it's designed to work with three-foot kinetic uh kinetic wave energy although it can handle up to six foot waves uh no no uh no information in the article of what happens after that uh as far as size now what it does is it pulls in seawater uh the whole system is powered by the kinetic wave energy and uh, it moves the seawater, it turns the sea, that energy, that kinetic energy into mechanical energy that drives the seawater through a reverse osmosis uh, uh, series of filters. Now, what happens when that happens is you get what's known as brine water. You, you get water that is very salinated because you've taken that salt out of all the rest of the water. So what they did is they only capture 25% of the water that comes through is desalinated. Uh, the other 75 come, does wash back into the ocean. However, it is it at, a, at a low enough salinization point that it doesn't contaminate the ocean around it. Onika is the name of the startup. They the whole system works on uh, th those same pumps, then drive the clean water back to the mainland uh, or to a land-based facility where uh, through pipes it is all it can be piped directly into the system, into the water system. 
pretty cool idea, if you ask me. And one of the ways we're going to be able uh, to clean the water and uh, use seawater as clean water and do it in a way that, that's completely passive. It doesn't have all the fossil fuels and all that kind of stuff in it. Good stuff. Good news happening in the world. <clears throat> and hey, our next story. Wow. Uh, here is a school that's teaching students uh, how to come to reconciliation rather than revenge. Uh, it's all happening in Italy. And it's called the Swallow Citadel of Peace. It's located in a medieval campus in the hills of Tuscany. Offers a variety of higher educational programs and degrees. However, it does come with its own unique uh, experience. Prospective students must live with their enemy, either those of a domestic ethnic group or a neighboring nation. This, now, this is all in the name of deconstructing the reasons behind their hatred and conflict and breaking the trance of viewing people as the other and returning to their nations as peace leaders. We didn't want to build a utopian place where students could pretend war didn't exist. That's according to Franco Vaccari. He's a co-founder and president of Rondine. We wanted rather to create a neutral ground away from the chaos of their homelands in bigger Western cities where our students could focus on a peaceful dialogue. The school offers various degrees like a master's program in conflict management and humanitarian action. Students arrive and begin an, an intensive course in Italian language and then proceed to study interfaith dialogue, methodologies, and leadership skills to deconstruct the idea of, quote, the enemy and, and reconciliation. The end of their journey, they're required, as per the scholarship, to go back to their country of origin and lead a peace-building and re reconciliation program for one year or more. One of the students, Rosica Markovic, said, I learned to see the other person as myself, a being with emotions, challenges, pain, frustration, maybe some traumas. That's the lesson I, br I brought back home. Folks, this is what it looks like to create a world that works better for everyone. This is what it looks like to build, uh, to birth a new society, a new Gaia. Opportunities beyond what we normally experience to come to a greater understanding of, of how to be better humans. I love it. <clears throat> Officials say that uh, this year's new class will include Armenians and Azerbaijanis. Hot, hot on, uh, that is hot on the heels of the latter seizing and some say ethnic cleansing of the former's presence in the disputed territory. It will include Russian, Russians and Ukrainians as well as those from the Dumba and Kherson regions, including Canadians and Americans of tribal origin and those of European origin, as well as Palestinians and Israelis all in the same class. Kudos, everybody. That's good work. Hey, I'm Robert Brzezinski. This is the New Thought Media Network. This is the good news for a Friday night. And we want to take, need to take a quick break, say hello to a couple of our sponsors, and uh, let you know a little bit more about what's going on here around New Thought Media Network. But please, hey, don't go anywhere. Stay with us. We got a lot more good news coming between now and the bottom of the hour. Hit the like button, hit the share button, let your friends and family know what we're doing here on New Thought Media Network. We'll be right back.
And we're back with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. It's a Friday evening. Thanks for joining us. If you're listening or watching at another time, we appreciate you as well. Please feel free to drop a comment, leave a like, leave a subscribe, whatever it might be. Share the word of what the good news is and what we're doing here on New Thought Media Network. All right. Here's an interesting story of some repatriation. A sacred Native American headdress was going to be returned uh, to its original owners. It's been on display in a United Kingdom museum for more than a century. Originally exhibited by the Royal Albert Memorial Museum in Exeter uh, since 1920, the origins of the stunning ceremonial headdress trace back to the Blackfoot Nation of Alberta, Canada. Uh, it is not one of those headdresses pictured. However, those are representatives of the tribe. Now, the uh, headdress is known as a bird bundle. It features eagle feathers, blue indigo bunting feathers, red tail hawk feathers, buffalo horns, porcupine quills, and brass bells. Exeter City Councilors decided on November 8th to return the item, which traditionally is worn by a holy woman of the Holy Buffalo Woman Society known as Motokikis. The report to the Executive Council said the debate on repatriation is a fast-moving one and agreeing to return will demonstrate that Exeter City Council, through the Royal Albert Memorial Museum, is prepared to lead sectoral change and to demonstrate trust and respect to international communities. Plus, it's the right thing to do. Bringing these items back home to Siksika is a historic event. Now the tides are turning and these items are finding their way back home. The city believes it's likely that the residents of the nation will travel to the UK to collect the headdress. Not important, they say, on how this happened, but that we fix what happens culturally. Cultural healing at its finest, folks. We got to love that as well and hey here's an interesting story catches my eye because some of you may know new thought media network will be heading off to kenya uh in 2024 to support a new thought event there uh and it'll happen kind of on the heels of a new holiday in kenya uh many are calling it the kenyan arbor day citizens are encouraged to plant tree seedlings uh those seedlings are offered to them for free at no cost well, that's what free means, right? Uh, are given to them at no cost from the government. Uh, and the idea is part of, uh, as and we've reported on this in the past, is Kenya is working to plant 50 million trees uh, and uh, in this sweep and uh, meet their goal and uh, meet the goals to help uh, curb climate change. I lost my numbers here on exactly how many trees are in this uh uh, there it is. The goal is 15 billion trees by 2032. Good work happening in Kenya. And other good news happening for forests and trees. Uh, Indonesia is reporting uh, that it's going to take a much harder stance on farmers that have planted uh, created palm plantations on federal lands and protected forests and will shut them down and turn all that land back into true forests. In total, the government estimates that a half a million acres or around 200,000 hectares of plantation, 
plantations will be removed in order to restore the tropical rainforest that should be there. Both the internal security and environmental ministries have come together to work on ejecting the plantations with Indonesian chief minister, security minister, Hafud MD threatened. He threatened to pursue legal action against palm oil companies that continue to use land illegally after a deadline was passed last week. In total, uh, an estimated 200,000 hectares of land should be reclaimed for nature by the end of this program. Good work, Indonesia. Good, good news. Folks, it's going to take a, a, a balance of uh, nature, us, us giving nature a boost up and us curbing our own appetite. This is one of those projects. Hey, we're going to take another real quick break. Make sure we say thank you to our organizational sponsors and individual donors. However, we've got more coming up, including our hero of the week. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on New Thought Today. Please help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, One Heart Retreats, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener, Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, La Mesa, Satya Center, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, and Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, as well as all of our individual donors. Thank you for making New Thought Media Network a place to be. Please come be you. And remember, like, share, and subscribe. New Thought Media Network, positively inspiring. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our organizational sponsors and individual donors. It is thanks to your contributions that we're able to continue sharing this mighty New Thought message out into the world in all the various ways that we do that. Thank you so much for being a part of making it all happen. All right, back into the good news for the evening. Hey, who doesn't love a good dolphin story? Uh, this one's coming out of Australia. There is videotape evidence uh, of dolphins robbing the crab traps. Uh, now, the behavior was captured by a camera mounted on the trap by the Dolphin Discovery Center of w Bunbury, West Australia. In the footage, the dolphin can be seen using their eyes, bodies, teeth, and rostrum to pilfer the crabber's pots. Uh, dolphin Discovery volunteer uh, said the footage was certainly surprising. We knew something was happening. 
but we had no clue that the dolphins were acting to such an extent through so much effort, learning and physical and mental problem solving to be able to steal the food. In the last 20 odd years, it happens all the time. If you see some dolphins around, you can guarantee you're going to get your crab nets raided. That's according to Russell Dawson, a local crabber. Mr. Dawson uh, is getting clever about how he baits his traps, though, uh, and is now creating dolphin-proof crab pots. Congratulations, Mr. Dawson, as well. Uh, the dolphins, so long, and thanks for all the fish. That's my second good uh, reference to Douglas Adams of the day. Those that know. No. Hey, this is a great story caught my eye. Butler University in, India, in Indianapolis has created a two-year debt-free college. And the idea is they offer an associate's degree that is aimed at helping prospective first-generation uh, students get access to higher education. Graduates of the facility then can, then can continue their path to the bachelor's degree. Uh, that is, however, at their full rate of $10,000 a quarter. Uh, they were uh, now uh, James Danko, the uh, current president. Uh, we are what we are doing is we're not living out our founders dreams that set in motion a lot of conversation and discussion about how you'd like to deliver a degree and what type of student would it would look like. Uh, Butler is working to, uh, it, Butler was being advised by the Come to Believe Network. That's an organization that helps design affordable degree programs for four-year universities. Uh, they also run similar programs at Loyola in Chicago and University of St. Thomas in Minneapolis. Good work happening in our education system too, folks. That's what it's going to take. It's a systemic change uh, all around and uh, and we're on the right side of it. These good news stories. Trust you'll be able to share these this weekend with your family and friends. Remind them some of the other good stories. Here's one we're following up on with you. Uh, Sebi Hall, we've reported on previously. He was 17 when he decided to dedicate his life into helping others. And in the last three years, he's now recognized as a hero in the UK as, as the, uh, the UK's kindest person. Now, Sebi works tirelessly to help others and has founded his own charity, which encourages others to follow his lead. The Sebi Hall Kindness Foundation helps vulnerable youngsters. During his three years of good work, he's donated 400 coats and blankets to homeless charities, gifted over 800 toys to children's homes, and even used his own money to during his teen years to pay for strangers' coffees. Now, at the age of 20, the, the kind hero from Litchfield, who was born with a rare chromosome anomaly, initially started spreading kindness during the lockdown after discovering classmates didn't have access to a f computer. His first thought was to donate his own computer. However, realizing that would only help one person, he decided to raise funds and bought everybody a computer. Uh, he did this by carrying out acts of kindness, such as washing cars, helping people with the groceries and other type uh, events. Now, following a search for the UK's kindest person, now this happened to be by Kind Snacks Company, uh, he was crowned 2023's Kind Hero. That makes you a hero in our book as well. Uh, in honor of Sebi, a, a six-foot-tall likeness commissioned by the Healthy Snack Bar brand, 
featured Sebi in a superhero style cape and stance. Sebi's motto is kindness is my hero. That's the statue in the background. Congratulations, sir. Folks, I love these kinds of stories. Because people are good. And we do good things. And that's important. And that means it's time for our Hero of the Week. I'd like to introduce you to Lauren Schroeder. Uh, Lauren first stumbled into a community food drive during COVID. And what she realized is there was a lot of box goods and canned goods. And she decided she wanted to be part of the change she wished to see in the world. Her parents gave her a half acre of land and she grew over 7,000 pounds of produce. They say the market value of, of that is over $15,000. And she gave it away to various food banks and nonprofits in her area in the Quad Cities of Iowa. The senior in high school likes to tend cattle and play softball and had never managed a garden before. But according to her mother, Katie, uh, she took gardening uh, right away. We, her work drew the attention of an educational organization called Future Farmers of America. Uh, they gave her a grant for supply and seeds. She got some friends and family to help out and did very well. Ended up with a second grant from Farmers of, Future Farmers of America and bought another half acre, turned herself into a full acre farm, uh, and now offers over 20 different vegetables through that farm. Her goal is to donate 20,000 pounds of vegetables by the time she graduates from high school next June. Wow. <laughs> Lauren, you are our hero of the week. Wow, what an amazing story. Hey, folks, I want to thank you for being with us here this evening on the good news. Uh, stay tuned as in just about a half an hour, Reverend Michael Mangus will be with us for the fireside chat at six o'clock. And of course, our final prayers, our evening prayers at 815 this evening. Tomorrow morning, we've got the Science, Mind and Spirit conversation series, 9 a.m. Mountain Time. We'd love to see you at that. And if you are a fan of the network and would like to know more about what's happening with the network, uh, we are having an all hearts meeting tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. You're welcome to come in and join and learn a little bit more about what we're doing. Uh, just drop an, an email to info at ntmedia.org. Ask for the link and we'll get that sent out to you right away. Final up, one good news story for next week. Be sure to join us for a very special program Tuesday evening, the 21st, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 5 o'clock Mountain. Uh, this is going to be led by our own Reverend Barbara Jean. It's a 90-minute exploration of the lives of trans people and their personal journeys to living an authentic life. Please join us for this. I really encourage you uh, to turn out for this program. It's uh, going to be really an, uh, an important, I think it's a very important conversation that we need to be having as a society at this time. All right. Uh, I think I have gone done up, take all my time and probably a little bit more. So I'm finding my way out of here, folks. Until next time, I want to thank you again for being with us. Until next time, I wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.